So welcome everybody to the CPP Group Talk in the European Parliament in Strasbourg on defense, how to support Ukraine during this war and how to build EU defense at the same time. That's what we're talking about uh, today. Joining me is Michael Gala, MEP from Germany, uh, Foreign Affairs Coordinator for the EPP Group. Welcome, Mike, Michael. And Sarah Skittedal, MEP from Sweden, Industry Research and Energy Committee. Welcome, Sarah. Um, the idea is about buying defense material together uh, across the EU 27. As Ukraine stocks are depleting, we want to uh, fill those stocks uh, with European uh, weapons. And there are two programs right now. There's ASAP, uh, which is called uh, the Act in Support of Ammunition Production. That's the immediate thing. And then there's also EDERPA, the European Defense Industry Through Common Procurement Program, with a budget of 300 uh, million euros. Sarah and Mikhail both negotiated that. Uh, one figure out here, 2021, in 2021, only 18% of equipment procurement was done European uh, as a joint uh, European effort. Uh, that's very low, and that's why the uh, CEPs, the uh, Center for European Policy Studies, uh, recently had a, uh, an editorial saying that the EU must create a single market uh, for defense. Michael, you're saying we, we have a single yes. market on paper. On paper so, since so 2011. What, what's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture in 2011, when it was established, the single market on, on defense products, uh, there is a requirement or, or a, um, a point, Article 346, which uh, in the treaty, which allows member states uh, to claim, uh, well, national security interests to, to drop out. And that is what they have normally done, ah. simply uh, to avoid making use of the single market. Now, the uh, global security situation has changed, particularly since the start of the full-scale war, but already before, mm. when we had uh, Crimea annexation and so on, and uh, then the subsequent NATO summit to say 2% uh, should, be by, uh, should be the defense budget. I think that should have been already then been an incentive to, to, uh, to start far more common procurement because right. uh, economies of scale and interoperability are the key factors that would contribute simply to better spending. Yeah, and, and, uh, and uh, Sarah, this, what's the vision behind this with, with DERPA and with ASAP? Isn't it to, to make this happen finally with, with Ukraine as a kind of a catalyst for that, right? Yeah, and I agree with Michael that we should have started earlier. I mean, we've seen signs long ago that there's a need for us to increase security within Europe. And, and as you mentioned, the stockpiles in Ukraine are uh, at a low situation, but it's yeah. the same uh, in the rest of Europe, uh, both because we have donated a lot of our defense equipment to Ukraine, which is, which is great, but also due to... Uh, lack of funding, proper funding uh, for the armed forces in in the member states, which right. is not as great. So if we, I mean, the member states did their lesson long ago, we might be in a better situation. Now we right. are at the place we are, and of course, more European cooperation is needed because if we procure defense equipment together, of course, there's eco economics of scale uh, right. to be found with uh, shorter delivery times, better prices. So both of these instruments are complementary to, to achieve that. And, and so ADERPA, this, this uh, common procurement, uh, Mikhail, is, is a first in that sense, isn't it? In that sense that out of the EU budget, we would contribute to uh, weapon purchases. But to make it clear to the, to the, to the viewers, 
we are not uh, financing the product such, but the additional costs that go with having two or three or four or how many uh, participants in such a procurement procedure, mm. there are more far more costs uh, entailed and yeah. that is covered by this program. Okay, and, and, and most immediately, what kind of hardware are we talking about? I see one uh, agreement uh, through the European Defense Agency uh, uh, for 155 millimeter ammunition, five contracts, that's basically artillery, right? First, the first ammo deal for Ukraine. Um, Sarah, do you want to comment on yeah, that? Yeah, sure. I mean, Edirpa aims to secure the most critical and urgently needed defense products uh, that are based on the joint communication of defense investment gaps analysis mm. <laughs> from last year. Okay. And uh, this means that Edirpa can cover uh, everything from uh, tanks to um, heavy artillery and uh -huh. other ammunition. Okay, so yeah. that's concretely what's, yeah. what's happening there. What about concretely for jobs? What does this mean for jobs in Europe? And, and you coming from Linköping, in Sweden, uh, yeah. which uh, is uh, an important uh, industrial town, right? It is, and I, as, a, as a former uh, deputy mayor in Linköping, which is yeah. the home of Saab, uh, one of the proudest well, uh, defense industries uh, in Sweden, uh, I do saw many of the positive effects of having a strong uh, defense industry. Of course, mm. uh, this attracts talents, and I think we need also to see this in the light of that modern threats and modern warfare is very high tech. Uh, we have uh, products that are of dual use. A lot of things can be used as a weapon. And I think therefore, uh, building a strong defense industry must go hand in hand into building uh, competitiveness in the European Union in general, because if mm -hmm. we fail to do so, we will fail to be ready for uh, tomorrow's threats, because yeah. it is not only about tanks and artillery. So, so this is addressing an immediate necessity but, but Michael, this, uh, the ADERPA and ASAP and, and some of these other programs, they're actually, uh, there's a vision behind this, right? For a common Indeed. European defense. Indeed, the very program are, are, are limited in time, as ADERPA particularly, yeah. uh, in order to address the urgent needs. But the idea definitely is to show by making use of it, then to, to, to show the relevant industry, hey, it makes sense. And there is an added value to that and of course policymakers will say hey our armies if we are to be activated uh, then we are around together yeah. and then it makes sense to have uh, weapons more and more and more weapons uh, that are of the same system so that we can exchange them and work with them together and uh, in so far uh, i mean we had we missed chances as you rightly said earlier the single market there has been there since 2011 yeah. and the threat analysis has developed over many years and it, it took actually here in the parliament our first budget line to defense research that was in 2015 only mm. because we saw we need to have a, a pilot project because the others the member states and the commission are not coming over yeah. and then so we initiated something on a very small scale and that developed further to a preparatory action uh, to uh, other programs ending now with the defense fund as well and yeah. activating the the permanent structural cooperation chapter in the treaty to make uh, uh, an assessment what we do we need where are the priorities so it's it's it's, it's trying to get all these national yeah. governments to think european yeah. on yeah. a european level there's a an iris study the french institute for international and strategic affairs talks about how the the disorganized and uncoordinated way uh, the reconstitution of stockpiles was initially carried out uh, led to a multiplication of off-the-shelf purchases, risk, the risk weakening European defense 
an industrial base, and that Aderpa is aimed at, at, at fixing this. Um, how much hope do you have that this will do that? Of course, so. this is not a silver bullet. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> but it's, it's one step in the right direction. And of course, uh, it would benefit U European security to have better interoperability between uh, different member states' uh, defense capabilities. Right. But, but of course, uh, we need to also protect uh, uh, the uh, uh, competition uh, that also drives uh, innovation. innovation. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's to find the right balance here. Yeah, sure. Uh, I would say as well. Yeah, and that and that we spread those contracts around so yeah. that it's not just the big guys that get it, right? Of course. So that's that's and it's too. crucial to protect SMEs that I think yeah. uh, will play a crucial role into uh, fostering uh, the security of of the next years. Yeah. Uh, and, and what about those who might say, well, uh, and, and Sweden hopefully will join NATO soon, Hope right? So. Um, what about that aspect that some people say, well, if, 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 if we're trying to develop a European defense, that's going to compete with NATO, that's going to undermine NATO. Um, let me ask no, uh, Mikhail no, no. first. Uh, what well, about that? This allegation has been around always. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, we, we need to see which are the uh, issues that uh, either the one or the other organizations can do best. I mean, NATO is clearly collective defense, but it's about the really big issues. Uh, that is the one point. But we have, as European Union, we have uh, multifold possibilities also with our legislation to yeah. contribute to what the common uh, purpose is. Yeah. And in so far, we are uh, to a large extent also complementary. And we should also not forget, sometimes uh, there are situations where NATO is not able to come in uh, or, uh, uh, or that you could make use of NATO uh, resources as it is agreed in, uh, in uh, between the two. Because if one in NATO blocks, yeah. and I, well, we could speculate about Turkey blocking, uh, uh, yeah. and then there is no access for EU to NATO resources, and we, then we must still be able to act. If we sure. say in the Balkans, or in North Africa, wherever perhaps uh, a NATO partner is of another opinion, uh, we as EU shouldn't be uh, paralyzed then. Mm -hmm. uh, one, another point I find interesting in this IRE study, by the way, is uh, it, 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 it's a French study, but it says that French, French uh, authorities and others want to favor European defense industry um, in the longer term, and that this effort at Aderpa is is it doing that? Is 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 this the a danger of protectionism here of, of buying European only? What, what do you think, Sarah? I think uh, for me it's clear that Europe will continue to build our security together with others, and especially I think the transatlantic link will remain crucial for us to 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 protect yeah. <laughs> uh, Europe and their NATO. Of course, is is the central part and i agree with michael's point that of course uh, eu and our our projects are complementary to the nato structure and yeah. i think there are things that eu can do that nato will never be possible but of course uh the in the Europa and in all of these programs we have the the issue of the relationship with third countries and i think uh for the upcoming years uh we need to build a stronger european industrial base of yeah, course yeah. but we cannot eliminate the fact that uh, the supply sides are so diverse in a global scene that right. to have something that is 100 percent in every component to every little screw is it's not realistic and then i need right. to to Which, see a favor of 
uh, especially the U.S. and U.K. Right. Uh, in this sense. An example thereof is, I think, Germany buying American warplanes, right? That, that's one example. Yeah, but, but there is more, expediency. I mean, we are not, we are not uh, uh, avoiding or losing sight of what we want to do together in Europe. Yeah. The FCAS, the Future Combat Aircraft System. Right. Uh, but, but, but the F-35 are now, now available. They're available. They need to replace the, the, those old planes that are simply not usable anymore. Yeah. So that's the reason, and not, not to, to escape on from the European scale. And, and I would like to say, I mean, the, our industry, uh, and with our industry, we, we, when we can prove that we are also, to the Americans, that we can prove that we are uh, helpful and not helpless partners. We need to, I want to keep yeah. them here, but for that sake, we need to prove we are also contributing to the common effort. And yeah. it's not only you helping us out, but uh, we are attractive partners and not, as I said, helpless ones. Okay, uh, just final comments on where we go from here with these, with these programs. Um, it requires a follow-up. Yeah. That, is, that is in the planning from the commission to have a follow-up, a bigger program. Currently, I don't see the money yet, but we will see the MFF revision, the multi-annual financial framework, that will be revised anyhow for Ukraine purposes. Right. The question is whether it will go beyond. And, but then, of course, then many issues come and many wishes from different areas. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder whether, I, I'm not sure whether there will be a consensus, but we should, on Ukraine and on defense, we should definitely uh, find a consensus to say we need to upgrade the financial framework uh, for our common purpose to, to be better defendable. Okay, Sarah, a, a final word. And, wh and why, should, why should Europeans care about this? Well, it's existential. Yeah. If we don't have a proper defense, then everything, all our values, all our welfare systems, <clears throat> everything else that we want to protect and hold close in society is threatened. So this is crucial and therefore I do agree that we need to, to step up our ambitions and I do hope for a more ambitious European defense investment program in the future. Great. Sarah, Mikhail, thank you so much as always and thanks to all of you for listening and watching. Uh, this has been uh, an EPP Group talk on defense here in the parliament. Keep in mind at EPP Group and eppgroup.eu. My name is Chris Burns. See you next time. <laughs>